Good morning, New Generation. Pastor Mike coming to you once again, and I hope and pray that you have been living a blessed life, which we say being blessed means life cannot conquer you, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the issue is, no matter what the complication is, life cannot conquer us. Well, today we're going to be reading out of the book of Acts, chapter 17, if you would, open up the word of God to chapter 17, and we're going to be reading from 1 through 9. Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for your blessings in our life, Father. We thank you, God, as we pray for the word here to go forth, Father, that it will change lives, it will change minds, the way that we think, the way that we pursue life, God. We just pray right now, Father, for total deliverance according to your word. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. Beginning with the first verse. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was, went in to them, and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and in a great multitude of the devout Greeks, and not of the few of the leading women, joined Paul and Silas. But the Jews who were not persuaded, becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace, and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Jason had harbored them, and these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. And they troubled the crowd and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. So when they had taken security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Here in this passage, we're going to be talking about Paul once again, who was a great apostle for the Lord. They are in this Greek city called Thessalonica. At one point, Luke had accompanied them, but you'll read here where Luke had parted and now it's Paul and Silas in Thessalonica. They had traveled 100 miles from Philippi to Thessalonica without any kind of benefit of a vehicle other than their feet. So I can only imagine that they had to be strategic. It had to be well-planned. They weren't just out by the seat of their pants just going off of raw emotions or just being impulsive. However, I believe that they had to have strategy in going to these other cities and also have stamina. They seemed to know exactly where they had to go and they didn't lack stamina. That's one of the things that I believe in society a lot of us lack at times is stamina. We lack 
stamina because we don't prepare ahead of time. No matter what you're doing, whether it be a test, whether it be running a mile, whether it be uh, going to school and you know you have four years, we lack that stamina to stand in, to hang in, to, to persevere, to go the long haul because a lot of times we do not have a goal that we're trying to reach. We just go by to the seat of our pants and try to figure out what happens day by day. But I believe here that Paul and Silas knew exactly what they wanted to do, and they knew they had to prepare. Regardless of what they had to take with them, they prepared for this 100-mile journey from Philippi to Thessalonica because they were being led by the Holy Spirit and also by their desire. And sometimes in life, we get that mixed up thinking, well, God lead us. And God is sitting back saying, well, I've given you my Holy Spirit. You see, when I sent my son down there and he, he got up on the cross and he gave his life for each and every one of us, Jesus said, I won't leave you comfortless. I won't leave you here in this wretched world by yourself, but I'm going to leave you with a comforter called the Holy Spirit. I'm going to leave you with somebody that when you accept me in your life, my Holy Spirit dwells inside that will give you direction, that will give you leaders, that will give you leadership, that will, will guide you to wherever it is you may need to go, whatever decisions you may need to come up with. And I believe that he said, I'll give you my spirit, but you must also have desire inside of you. And some of us do not have desire. We, we tend to get spoiled and lazy and we want God to do everything. And God is saying that in Deuteronomy, he talks about one of my favorite scriptures. Of, he said, I'll give you power to get wealth. Meaning, I'm going to place something inside of you whereby you will have the capability to go get what's yours. But if you don't use that desire, if you don't have desire, you may have like an automobile, you may have one of, one of the, the best engines in a car. A Hemi, all kinds of different type of engines you may have in your automobile. But if you never put the key in, if you never have that desire to start it up, it's just a car. It's just an engine just like any other engine. You will never be able to perform because you don't have the desire to put the key into the engine to start it up. God is saying, I have placed in each and every one of you that is listening to this word today, the capability to do many and great things. But will you put the key into the ignition? Will you start the car up? Will you start that, will you use that desire to see what God has waiting for each and every one of you? 
we must have desire like Paul and Silas here. They had desire in order to make it a hundred mile trip on their feet. Some of us won't even drive a car a hundred miles, but they walked a hundred miles with the leadership of the Holy Spirit and their desire. You see, sometimes in life, there's a criteria that we must meet and it's called desire. You see, Paul had a, a goal to evangelize where Christ hadn't been. And he wanted to build his a foundation off of something that he had, had put together that the Holy Spirit had led him to these places. He didn't want to go to the places where Christ had already been. Sometimes it's easier for us to, to use someone else's platform instead of starting our own platform. Leadership, desire. It's so important if you're going to do anything in life. If you're going to start a business, you must have desire. You can talk about it all day long, but the famous saying out there, they say, don't talk about it, but be about it. You see, Paul and Silas sought to prove that Jesus was the Christ. That was their goal with the Old Testament scripture. They use this method. It says all throughout, this was a technique, technique meaning strategy that could work on the hardest of hearts because it worked on Paul's heart. It stopped Paul one day in his tracks. And it caused many Jews and a lot of the Greeks to believe. Listen to me very carefully right now. In life where there is an awakening, you can always expect opposition. Anything that you come up with, when the light bulb comes on inside of that head of ours, you can always expect, the Bible tells me, where there is good, evil is present. Evil is lurking in every decision, in every step that you take. And you must be prepared and ready for evil to always step up somewhere. Because the enemy don't want you doing anything good and doing that which folk can be saved and folk can be delivered and folk can be changed and your life can be changed, whether it be financially, physically, mentally, spiritually. The enemy don't want any of that. Stop giving the devil credit like, oh, he's not bothering me. You just don't recognize Satan. You need to spray, pray for that spirit of discernment because the enemy is always present according to the word of God. Where there is an awakening, always expect. When we expect, that means that we're looking for opposition. We're not just sitting back being complacent and, and, and thinking that the enemy is not there, but we have an expectation that there will be opposition. Let's read here in the verse 5, Acts 17 and 5. It says, but the Jews who were not persuaded becoming envious, becoming jealous. 
took some of the evil men from the marketplace. <laughs> Pay attention here. Misery loves company. And it's something about a mob. When the enemy comes, it says, the Bible says he comes in as a flood. He doesn't come in, he doesn't dribble in, but he comes in as a flood. But my Bible tells me that God said he'd lift up a standard against the enemy. But you must have an expectation that the enemy here, according to the word of God, it says, took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. The enemy wants to cause an uproar in your life. The enemy wants you all messed up in your mind, all angry and, and confused and don't know which way to go and don't know which way is up or down. Don't know which way is right. The enemy wants to cause an uproar in our lives today. They incited a riot, storming the house of Jason. Searching for these men. And, and as you go on further in the sixth verse, it says, but when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out. Listen what they're crying out here, people. These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. You see, each and every one of us have greatness inside of us. And it is your job to turn the world upside down. It is your job to leave a legacy for your children, for people around you, that you didn't just merely exist. You're not here on the earth to just exist. But you are here to turn this world upside down, that when life has been completed, Folk are still talking about the legacy that you left. Whatever you do. And I was taught this as a child by my mother, Dr. Martha Anderson. Whatever you do, do the best that you can. Don't accept just doing things mediocre. Don't accept just barely getting by. But if you dig a ditch, dig the best ditch. If you write a paper, write the best paper. Have that desire to start that engine up and turn the world upside down. Stop just existing out here and just being okay. If you run a two mile, you run it the best that you can so that you turn the world upside down. It's time to wake up, folks. It's time to understand that there must be method with message, as we see here. It wasn't just by a message, but it was method and a message. We see patterns of expectations. We see a man serving God with a perfect blend of spiritual sensitivity and a dog determination. Do you have that? determination, that desire when everything is going wrong do we have that desire 
when we get complacent? Do we have that desire when it seems as though nothing is going right? Do we have that desire to start up that engine? You have the best thing under the hood, one of the most powerful engines, but if you don't have a desire to start it, it's just an engine. You see, we all can have a dream. But if you don't put forth action when you have a dream, if you don't put forth a desire when you have a vision, it always stay a dream or a vision. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 20. And the 18th verse. It says, plans are established by counsel, by wise counsel, wage war. You see, the Bible even teaches us to finalize plans through counsel. It teaches us to wage war with sound guidance. You just don't do something off the seat of your pants, but you must seek guidance. Turn with me over here to still stay in Proverbs chapter 20. One. And the fifth verse. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Pay attention to that. Plans of the diligent certainly lead to profit. If you're not profiting, you must stop and get a plan together and be careful about how you do things. But it says anyone who is reckless only becomes poor. The word of God is sure. It gives us guidance and direction. Turn to Proverbs 19. We're still here in the same book. 21. It says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. There are many plans in our heart but only God's decree will prevail. The prayer that we need to continue to pray and we need to seek God on is, as every one of us right now should be praying. Father, God which art in heaven, thy name is highly consecrated and it's only you, Father, that will take us where we need to go and where we need to be. I pray that you will align my thoughts with your thoughts, Father, so that I can walk in your way. I pray that you would align my thoughts, God, with your thoughts so that I can walk in your way. This is a prayer, short and simple, that I believe all of us, not just you, but myself, we need to pray every day.
Father, thy God which art in heaven, I pray that you will align my thoughts with your thoughts so that I can walk in your way. Because strategy is very important according to your word. I must be very diligent about where I go and what I do and, and what I want to seek in life. Because if I'm not, your word tells me that being reckless, I will become poor. And not just poor financially, but poor in spirit. Being reckless, Father, it teaches me that I will become poor even in my physical body if I, if I don't strategically plan to work out or strategically plan to eat right and do things the way that your word tells me. I will become poor. It tells me to finalize my plans and wage war with sound guidance. I thank you, Father, that our prayer must be every day when we wake before our feet hit the ground. Align my thoughts with your thoughts that I may walk in your way. Well, I praise God for his word today. I thank each and every one of you out there listening. I believe that we will be delivered according to the word of God. I believe that God stands in places in our lives that we've yet to tap into because we're looking into the flesh. I believe that God's spirit is there to lead and guide, give us wise counsel. But one of the most things that we must do, one of the, the, the biggest things that it seems so simple, but it is truly major in our life is we must start the automobile. And that start is we must have desire, which when connected with leadership of the Holy Spirit, anything can happen. Anything is possible in our lives. For my Bible tells me all things are possible through Christ, which strengthens us. All things are possible to him that believes in God. I pray that you all stay blessed. Life cannot conquer you, no matter what the situation is, no matter how bad it may look to the eyes. For faith is not what we see, but it's what we believe. Stay blessed, stay encouraged. Have a wonderful day in Jesus' name, amen.